I just, you know, yeah. I, I just always think it's really pretentious whenever these these shows that you know, I'm sorry, these shows, right? Yeah. They just start. There's no introduction. There's oh, no hey, this all that. It, it's just this. I know it's not, a little no, bit it's of banter. It's, it's been done to death. Like I mean, it's it's boring. It's right. lazy. It's lazy because yeah. you literally don't script anything. It's just like, oh, here we are, like, like as if like we're constantly in the show in our real life. Right? You know? Yeah. I it's like, it's like... the kitchen sometimes. I go to the bathroom. All right. <laughs> cold open. Just, it's dead. Nobody does cold opens anymore. Is that what it's called? It's cold called open, cold. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we don't do those anymore. Called. Yeah, we don't do. Twenty-three, three, yeah. Oh, hi. Uh, hello, and welcome to the gym. Uh, this bi-weekly podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied U.S. law enforcement and intelligence agencies, organizations, and committees, and how they are stupid and funny. Join us on our merry journey through space and time. Hi, my name is Barry, and I invented the Virgin Cuba Libra cocktail. <laughs> it's a glass yes, of Coke. Yes, yes you did. Uh, hi, I'm Seamus, and that, that itch finally went away. It was scabies. Hey, hey, hey. We're not here to discuss uh, a glass of Coke or whatever's happening in your in your pubic area. Hey, how did you know that's? I didn't specify where the H was. I've seen the test results. What? HR. Uh, but we're not here to discuss. Uh, <laughs> we're not here to discuss our HR department. Very, very lacking HR department <laughs> that should be written up themselves. We're here to discuss a an American patriot. Yes, 1755. Nathan Hale. He was born in Coventry, Connecticut. He was an American patriot, soldier, and spy for the Continental Army during the American Revolutionary War. Nathan Hale. He volunteered. Huh? Nathan Hale. Yep, Nathan Hale. I know nothing uh, about him. He volunteered uh, for an intelligence gathering mission in New York City, but was captured by the British, executed September 22nd, 1776. That was a short career. Yep. So, yep. Short story. Script's over. We're done. So, okay. Thanks. Good luck. Yeah. Join us next week. Yeah. Two weeks' time, folks. <laughs> the gym. <laughs> but, but seriously, Barry, we're not here to talk about dear Nathan. Instead, we're going to talk oh, about okay. or focus on uh, one of his descendants, Daniel Hale. Daniel Hale. Yep. Daniel grew up in Bristol, Virginia, which is across the state line from Bristol, Tennessee. Is it like? Uh, is it like Kansas? It's the same city. That's what I was thinking too when I read that. Yeah, right. It's pretty cool, yeah. uh, or pretty lazy. I don't know. I really look at it. efficient. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, that's it. Uh, his family uh, was a hard luck lot, hard luck, luck. Uh, struggling to get uh, get by in Appalachia. Uh, most of his childhood was focused on uh, fire and brimstone church services, contrary music, uh, and bearing the disapproval. I'm sorry about that. Disapproval of the uh, Bible quoting truck driving father who struggled to keep the family afloat. Just another, you know, Americana. By the time he finished high school, Daniel started uh, to learn, uh, lean further to the left of his family's values. Well, that wouldn't be hard, would it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Where else is there to go? Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, he tried to enroll in a regional uh, UVA campus, uh, University of Virginia, sorry, uh, and dropped out. Uh, he tried Wait, to. What's UVA, University of Virginia, is it? Isn't it? Is it or, I no, know it's, it's, yeah, I know what you mean now. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Anyways, uh, he tried He tried college, dropped out. Uh, then he met friends on the internet playing World of Warcraft, as one does. 
Uh, Craft, okay. He moved out to Las Vegas uh, looking for work at a casino, but came up empty. Mm. And Daniel's uh, frank assessment, I was kind of a dipshit at the time. We've all been there, Daniel. We've all been there. So he moved back home. He took a job in Fayetteville, North Carolina, selling magazines door to door. There he joined a bunch of kids he described as mostly runaways. The company put them up in a two room, uh, sorry, two two to a room in hotels. It was long before Daniel realized that it was a scam he signed up for. He swallowed his pill, uh, swallowed his pill, goddamn, swallowed his pride. Maybe you should read the script. <laughs> swallowed his pride and asked his dad for a ride back home. God damn, that must have been a long ride. Uh, back at Bristol again, now age 21, uh, with no real prospects or skills. Uh, things between Daniel and his dad quickly went south. He ends up getting into a uh, fight and becomes physical with his father. Yeah. Uh, he eventually leaves home. He has no job and no home. So what's what's a boy to do? Well, in this America, Barry, he did what many young men do whenever they are facing dire straits. He walked into a military, a military recruitment office next to a Walmart. If you go to Walmart, you'll find one. Trust me. <laughs> and, he, and he joined the Air Force. You can get everything in that place, huh? And, right? Yeah. All convenient. Uh, Daniel convinced himself that even though he was a leftist and wasn't pro-military, that things would be different for him. Oh, you know what? I'm terrible. Let's now that now we're getting him in the military. Oh, there he is. That's our boy. Hmm. He convinced them that uh, he convinced himself that things would be different now uh, uh, for him and America. There was a new president who hey. made promises about closing Guantanamo Bay. And in the forever war, you know, open change. Obama, Obama. <laughs> of course, Obama did. You know, I should press. You know, preface real quick, and probably should have done this at the beginning. If it upsets you to hear bad things about Obama or Trump, so just let you know, you're not going to be happy about this episode. Anyways, of course, Obama. Obama the hell alone. <laughs> oh wait, wait, Barry. Uh, Obama did not close Guantanamo Bay in his yeah, first but, 100 I mean, days, as promised. You know. Yeah, uh, uh, he did not end U.S. involvement in uh, the Middle East. In fact, yeah, he expanded right, like, it. I mean, he expanded it. Uh, he did uh, not end the drone program. Okay, or usher in a new is, age is this of transparency. Or is this like the, the comedy roast of fucking Obama? Like, what's this about? We're, we don't like Trump. Remember, Trump is the bad guy. Focus. I, I'm putting I'm putting it all out there so we can see the big picture. You just talk about Daniel Hale and you leave Obama alone. You're just upset because I'm making I'm taking shots at a guy who has the same name as you. Barack. <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> shut up? Uh less than a week into the office, he green uh greenlit two drone strikes that killed 14 people. Many of them were not the targets. Obama increased the tar uh the attacks. At the first strikes, uh, at the first, the strikes have been limited to Al Qaeda and associated forces, with the term "associated forces" morphing into a catch-all of sorts. One way to expand this was to justify strikes against tribal enemies of various governments that the U.S. was supporting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, soon, Obama's uh, drone squad uh, would go on to target not just high-ranking. Uh, members of various organizations but low-level members as well 
and parts of Pakistan, locals had stopped drinking Lipton tea out of fears that the tea bags were homing devices used by the CIA to uh, uh, to lure in attack drones. I stopped drinking Lipton tea for a completely unrelated reason. I just want to let you know okay. this. Well, I mean, given so, what we've already said about the CIA, I mean, that's you can see why, although it's bullshit, you can see why people would come up with that kind of thing. Right? Yeah. But that's not, yeah. um, I think we need to hear about the uh, the top 10. Oh, is it time for us? It says top 10. Yeah, these are the top 10 Obama disappointments. Time into the groove. Okay, at the top, uh, despite promises to shut it down, Guantanamo Bay's rendition and torture center remains open today. Obama also continues the CIA's policy of extraordinary rendition, which keeps it busy. Next, nice. number uh, nine, his State Department materially supported the 2009 coup in Honduras against Zelaya. Uh, eight, the Affordable Care Act did little to introduce uh, competition or savings into the healthcare market and in some cases institutionalized the oppressive system by imposing it. Yep. Seven, the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act did little to regulate a banking industry that is gearing up to explode all over the property market again. That thing is ramping up right now. What? Mortgage, mortgage conditions are going down. People are getting loans they can't pay for. It's going to happen again. Just get used Capitalism to it. is going to fail again. <laughs> it's like crack. Just keep going back for it, man. Sorry. If only there was a solution. Uh, yeah. Number six, Obama did almost nothing to combat climate change. And number five, Obama did, did nothing. Did he to sign something like a paper? Or almost nothing to combat climate change. Oh, okay. Uh, was that paper renewed? Renewable? I don't know. Uh, number five, Obama did nothing to substantially address police brutality, the prison industrial complex, or racism in the criminal justice system, which continues he, to be a major problem. He had a beer with a cop. Isn't that enough? You don't remember the beer summit? Jesus, Barry. Now I'm defending him. What the hell? At number four, Obama further eroded civil liberties of Americans by expanding various NSA surveillance programs. Propaganda. Not real. <laughs> number three, Obama dramatically ramped up U.S. presence in Afghanistan from 30,000 to more than 100,000 by 2011. Yeah. Number two, his government actively campaigned in Haiti on behalf of companies like Haynes and Levi's clothing companies to maintain a minimum wage at 30 cents an hour in Haiti. But he, he sort of apologized for Did that. He? So, sort of. So Did you have a drink okay. with a clothing factory worker? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, okay. And uh, number one, Obama's Justice Department decided that some massive banking corporations were too big to jail and happily bailed out Wall Street to the tune of trillions of dollars. And trillions of taxpayer dollars, meaning if you're American and you're watching this, you paid for it. Those are the top 10 Obama disappointments. And now we can go back to talking about Daniel Hale and leave Obama alone. We can never mention Obama again in this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be clear sailing from here. Okay, good. Right. No more about Obama. It's about Daniel Hale, right? Right. Uh, by now, Daniel saw Obama as a client. What did I just say? <laughs> Are you hard uh, to... Just a complete fraud uh, who would uphold the worst policies of his predecessor. In 2010, something else in the world had begun to change. While uh, he was being changed, uh, changed, trained at the uh, Defense Language Institute, one day... Uh, an officer came into Daniel's classroom and told them not to search for a relatively benign term 
uh, known as WikiLeaks. Well, the guy just walked in and said, do not search for WikiLeaks. Yep. That's kind of serious Politburo energy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you do? What do you do then, right? You immediately like well, what's WikiLeaks? And how, how do you spell this thing? I'm not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> if they were to do so, they would lose their security clearance mm. because Julia Assange had leaked uh, footage of an Amer of American soldiers shooting an armed civilian. Okay. Uh, during the shooting, two uh, two children were killed. On the video, one of the soldiers can clearly being uh, being heard saying, "Well." Their fault for bringing their kids into battle. Ah, uh, the old IDF excuse. USA. You had to kill these children. It's terrible the way the Palestinians keep bringing their kids into the battle. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. What the fuck, man? Mm. You know, it, it's just like you know, whenever you go into somebody's backyard, you would think that they'd move their kids out of the way when the soldiers yeah. came in. Just don't know. In uh, 2012, uh, Daniel was 25 and he was signed uh, to the Joint Special Operations Command. Jason, uh, given, <laughs> given his deployment papers, the papers, uh, he was sent to uh, Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan bye bye. to work <laughs> to work as a signal intelligence analyst. Okay. Bagram was the uh, was a key part of the kill chain, but the what? later the kill chain, the kill chain. Yep. We'll okay, and you're just going to that later. later. Yeah, you're not going to go into that yep. now. Yep. Okay. Uh, Daniel's job was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just you know, mention it, throw it out there, drop that in. Uh, yep, uh, Daniel's job was a, as a signal analysis was to direct a drone from wherever it was, there we go, uh, to the location of the cell phone number in which the military had an interest. To explain how this works, yes, please. On each drone, there is a box. This box pretends to be a cell phone tower and cell phones of targets would communicate with it right because that's what your phone does it's constantly looking right. for you know um from the computer he turned on the box and the drone would search for the cell phone data he loaded the box uh, with information for people uh, the military was thinking about tracking uh he tweaked the settings to try to lock on it and when he was done he told someone by chat and the person focused on the camera uh, it was out of his hands at that point, uh, but he could, if he wished, watch the missile in a fraction of a second with a force that shatters concrete and incinerates incinerate a group of men. Mm. So, good times, man. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I'm that was not part of my cell phone plan. <laughs> right? You didn't want a predator agenda to come in? No, I pay 20 bucks a month on three, and they give me unlimited data, but they don't hand my details over to the CIA to have me blown up with a predator drone. Surely I don't. I imagine Surely that would cost extra. I'm sure that there's plan. T-Mobile has a plan. Um, <laughs> T-Mobile uh, has a predator. <laughs> Maybe that should have been who we got for the ad, right? <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have to do the top 10. Oh, it's always afterwards. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, just after his arrival, uh, Hale witnessed for the first time. That would have been uh, good. What's what that looked uh, what that looked like a suspected member of the Taliban had gathered with others in the early mornings to drink tea his companions were armed but as Hale pointed out carrying arms was uh, was not uncommon either for people that grew up uh, nor in the regions of Afghanistan or Texas or anywhere in the US pretty much well right? we've seen the Taliban in government their government buildings they also have rifles strung across yeah. their back and they're not going to shoot yeah. anybody it's just like a show of I guess defiance or force right Mm. Uh, however, because they were military age, which, mind you, is 16, 
What the fuck? In America? No, there. That's what they deem as. Yep. So they deem So if they're military aged, they're fucking fair game, man. Okay. Uh, If they're military aged, armed, and in the vicinity of the United States target, that subjected them uh, to guilt by association sufficient of a summary death sentence. Hmm. But despite having peaceful uh, assembled, poising no threat, the fate of the Nazi drinking men had all but been fulfilled. I could only look on as I sat by and watched through a camera monitor when a sudden terrifying flurry of hellfire missiles came down, splattering purple-colored crystal guts on the side uh, on the side of the monitoring mountain. Yeah, paints a picture, doesn't he? Yeah, it's pretty uh, fucking graphic. Splattering purple-colored crystal guts. Yeah, Daniel was troubled by the uncertainty if anyone I was involved in killing or capturing was a civilian or not. There's no way of knowing. Often targets would be taken out, uh, but taken out while being with or even surrounded by civilians that, beca- uh, that became casualties. These folks were reportedly uh, not to be counted as civilians, but as enemies killed in action. This was a term coined by the Obama administration. Daniel knew cell phones could be passed from person to person of and people. Uh, around uh, and around innocent people that could be killed instead of the presumed targets. I'd also say, you know, presumed terrorists, right? Because, mm. yeah. Did they, uh, is, that, is that well known that that's how the predators work by cell phone data? Yeah. Well, it is, is now. Oh, it is okay. now. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was so. thinking the guys could just like throw, throw a cell phone onto an American tank and watch the fireworks. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they have a camera, though, because they, they zoom in. To actually oh, of course. They do. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. So attempt Sorry. to confirm. Yeah. Right? Uh, many movies. Another, what's that? I've seen too many movies, man. That's my yeah, problem. It's all good. Uh, another incident haunted Daniel had been the surveillance of a car bomb maker when his superiors became concerned their subject was fleeing to Pakistan. It was their uh, last chance to kill them. As the alleged terrorist was driving, uh, the uh, decision was made to fire on the car. The missile hit, uh, sorry, the missile missed the car. Daniel watched in real time as the man pulled over, pulled over and got out. But someone else exited the car as well, a woman, his wife. Daniel had no idea that their target wasn't alone. She pulled something out of the car and left it uh, behind as they sped off. But Daniel couldn't make out what it was from the drone camera before it moved away. Days later, Hale learned that left behind was two daughters, aged five and three. The five-year-old died from shrapnel wounds after the, the missile attack on the car. The younger sibling was severely dehydrated but was still alive. Daniel's accounts of this uh, of his command officer had expressed disgust at this incident, but not for the fact we had he rarely fired on a man in his family, having killed one of his daughters. What was he discussing? So, probably that they missed, that they didn't get him. So That's wait a second now. Let me just... This guy is their target, and they think yep. he's going to go to Pakistan, and yep. they fire on the car. The wife gets uh-huh. out, dumps the two kids, and they drive off. Uh-huh. What's happening there? So they're upset. The officer's upset because... No, no, no. Why know, did she dump the two kids? My guess is that... They were just going to make a run for it, and I knew if they got hit, they got killed. Maybe the kids oh. had a chance to survive. Okay. I'm throwing that out there. I don't know. You know oh, what I mean? Sense. That's that's, that's my sense. guess. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that makes sure. sense. 
Um, so this is all basically. It's not. This is not like. A, this is not like a war. Then this is just a targeted assassinations. Yeah. A series of targeted assassinations with no trial or anything. Yep. It's not like bang bang shooty shooty war. It's just like. Uh, it's just basically executions with no trial and no habeas corpus. Right, and of course, the, you know, the justification for this is well, we're you know putting less U.S. soldiers at risk by doing this. These uh -huh. high impact. You know, precision like strikes, right? Because there's was something weird about the fact set. that that thing doesn't have any holes in the head of it. Yeah, yeah, it's right. unsettling, isn't it? There's yeah, no I always love whatever you want to call it at the top. I always love this one too. <laughs> Drone and change. Yeah. Mm. Uh, throughout his service, uh, as he witnessed children uh, inadvertently uh, killed in the good, is it? Yeah. Uh, Daniel became more certain that the war in Afghanistan and the drone attacks were not about terrorist, terrorist attacks in the U.S. and had little to do with preventing terror from, uh, from coming to the United States, a lot more to do with protecting the profits of weapon manufacturers and the so-called defense contractors. Hmm. Daniel had experienced post-traumatic uh, post stress disorder depression following his deployment to Afghanistan. Well, it, I seems, I mean, it was obvious from the start that it was not about preventing terror right? because uh, nothing you do in Afghanistan is going to impact the domestic american situation no now so why they were doing it is i mean there's a bunch of different reasons you could guess why they were they might have been protecting oil pipelines they might have been something to do with pakistan their relationship with pakistan or it might have been what this guy says um protecting the profits of weapons manufacturers and defense contractors any of those things yep uh but you know there's always hope and change yeah <laughs> the jonas brothers are here they're out there somewhere Sasha and Malia are huge fans, but uh, boys don't get any ideas. I have two words for you, predator drones. You will never see it coming. You think I'm joking? Hey, you get it? Because yeah. the predators kill people. You get it. He's so funny. He is, yeah. Uh, Obama authorized uh, approximately 542 drone strikes that killed an estimated 3,797 people. As he reportedly told uh, senior aides in 2011, turns out I'm really good at killing people. Didn't know that was going to be a strong suit of mine. Hmm. After some backlash in 2013, Obama, the 2009 Nobel Peace uh, Prize winner, yeah. assured Americans the drone program was fine, no, it's as nearly okay. certainty, and was taking the civilians uh, would not be killed in a strike, and only someone who was an imminent threat. It would be a target with lethal force. Yeah, but in his defense, when he got the Nobel Peace Prize, he did himself say he didn't know why he got it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair true. enough. This is true. I still don't understand it. I still don't get it, no. Yeah. Maybe it's all that hope and change. Yeah. yeah. A lot of hope. A lot of hope. Uh, yeah. I also remember whenever they killed the American uh, and his uh, son that was like 15 or 16 and it was well he should have picked a better dad good stuff good stuff uh, yeah 
he's such a good speaker. Uh, also, around this time, uh, 2013, Daniel leaves the military. Uh, he takes a job uh, as a contractor for the National Geospatial Spatial Intelligence Agency. Agency. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> At NGA, which was a small uh, company that focuses on mapping. Uh, apparently, they didn't realize Google Maps was a thing. Uh, Daniel now has access to classified information. He did uh, before, classic right? the jib phrase. Yeah. In many of our shows, the phrase uh -huh. now has access to classified <laughs> information occurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, while he works at the NGA, some fellow employees invite him to go out uh, after work. Uh, then his workmates decide to throw an after work uh, uh, watch archive footage party, right? Uh, and they decide they're going to watch uh, drone strikes hmm. for their own amusement. Uh, Daniel saw this as a form of war porn. Well, this upset. Yep, this upset him to his core. He realized that he had to do something. You see, but I mean, CNN used to broadcast. Those kind of at the time oh, yeah. they were called smart missiles, and now they're called guided strikes or something. But on uh, Kuwait and Iraq and so on, they showed the airplanes blowing up people in Iraq, and it was like we were watching it on television. It's almost like you're playing a computer game or watching somebody yep. on a Twitch stream. That's death porn. Yeah, it's horrific. Oh, that, and you're kind of going and bam, yay! No, not yay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stop. But like, but they're always good. like that. They're always mm -hmm. like that in the media. I mean, if you go back through. Uh, the New York Times, right? You know, the mm. the, the freaking paper of, you know, whatever, uh, which is just atrocious. It's always been on the side of war, always rattling the chain yeah. of fucking war. And then uh, whenever, uh, shit, Trump uh, threw some missiles or whatever in Syria, you remember Brian Williams practically having an orgasm. Go into greater detail. We see these beautiful pictures at night from the decks of these two U.S. Navy vessels in the eastern Mediterranean. I am tempted to quote the great Leonard Cohen. I'm guided by the beauty of our weapons. Um, and they are beautiful pictures of, uh, of fearsome armaments making what is for them a brief flight over to this airfield. What did they hit? What are you convinced? What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you, dude? And you're watching it's these all people the fucking Yeah. It's a few just, people it's laughed, a few people cried, and most were silent. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm, bringing it I'm bringing it down now. Yeah. I'm bringing, I'm bringing, the, episode, no. <laughs> I'm bringing the episode about drone strikes down. Sorry. Yeah, tell me more uh, about the children yeah. that exploded. Uh, okay. He started speaking good. out against... This guy. Uh, that's, that's Nathan. Or uh, Daniel, that's really. the same guy as the, yep. the soldier. Okay, except now he's wearing a kufia. Yep. So now, now you know he's serious. <laughs> yeah, now you know he's serious. <laughs> uh, he starts speaking out against U.S. drone policy. He met uh, with journalist uh, Jeremy Scahill uh, at a bookstore in D.C. where Scahill was uh, talking about his uh, book, Dirty Wars, uh, The World is a Battlefield. Uh, the same year, Daniel appeared on the stage alongside Scahill at another book event, you know, mm. talking, talking shite about uh, the drones, right? Uh, Daniel would soon uh, take part in a documentary called uh, National Bird, which I recommend. Um, National not, Bird. Yep, it's not just ten, it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. Um, not that I would uh, push Amazon, but you know what I mean. Might be able to get free elsewhere. So try. Why is it called me. National Bird? So, because the drones are new bird. National Bird. Bubba, oh, bubba. oh, the National Bird of America yeah. is the drone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Daniel and other whistleblowers uh, speak out about uh, the drone program. 
But during this filming in 2014, Daniel's home is suddenly raided by the FBI. Acting under the color of an active espionage investigation, or sorry, espionage activist investigation. Hmm. Uh, Daniel believes that uh, he has been targeted now for his involvement in political act. No, that, 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 that's not like the FBI, is it? No, not no. at all. You'd never not do that. Uh, there's another film you might have heard of, Barry. It's called Citizen Four. I have not uh, heard of this. Citizen Four, you call it. Yep, yep. Uh, it was released in uh, the fall of that year. The film focuses on whistleblower for, Edward for the, Euro the Europeans, fall means autumn. <laughs> yeah, uh, focuses on whistleblower Edward Snowden. Uh, the film, uh, there's an exchange between uh, journalists uh, Glenn Greenwald and Snowden. Greenwald tells Snowden about a new source that's come uh, forward and hands Snowden a piece of paper uh, visible only to Snowden. Quote, that's actually, that's really dangerous um, on the sources side. Do they know how to take care of themselves? Greenwall, there, uh, there's a chart that goes like this. It's shaped like this. And we now know, uh, end quote, uh, we now know that uh, Greenwall draws a little squares pointing diagonal up the page to the top and writes POTUS, as in President of the United States. For the He's in charge of the drone program. Hey. Another piece of paper, uh, Greenwall writes, there are 1.2 million people on various stages of their watch list. 1.2 million? Yep. Snowden. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Greenwall. It's so shocking. Snowden. This per, uh, this person is incredibly bold. In 2015, a year after Daniel's home was raided, The Intercept, which is, you know, via Scahill, right, uh, publishes the drone papers. It's an eight-part series uh, exposing the lies surrounding the drone program using Documents detailed uh, detailing the inner workings of the U.S. military's assassination program in Afghanistan, Yemen, Somalia. Well, that's what it is—an assassination program. Exactly. Uh, many issues were brought to light uh, via the drone papers. One of the most uh, riveting details was the intense breakdown of what is known as the kill chain. Kill chain. Uh, finally, here we go. What's yes. The kill chain? Uh, according to leaked documents, targets uh, were first selected via. A secret terror watch list. This is uh, this list uh, also included U.S. citizens. And of course, it did. A photo and basic information on the select targets uh, were then processed into a baseball card. Uh, does yeah, everybody? Do you understand? Do you understand that uh, reference, Barry? Do you think everybody does? I didn't work it out. Okay. A little piece I mean, of with like the broken down details. A little photo. Right, the stats. They have like soccer cards or football cards over there. Maybe I don't know if we yeah. still have them. We definitely used to. Okay, so yeah, that's basically what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, given to the president for his consideration. Or magic cards. There, you, there you go. Perfect. Summon terrorist. Yes, yeah, summon terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> All terrorists get plus one plus one. Yeah, plus plus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plus the parry against a predator drone. Straight. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, Goddamn, it's funny. <laughs> uh, it was set up to the president uh, if the strike. Uh, was to be carried on said target. If the president gave a thumbs up to the military, uh, the military had 60 days to carry out its lethal uh, strike against the target. Okay, so hang on now. Are we to, are, are we to be, believe that 
It says here Obama authorized four, 542 drone strikes. Now, when you say something yeah. like that, so I'm looking up further the script he gave me yesterday in case you sure. were one of one. Um, it says 542 drone strikes. Now, normally when you say something like Obama authorized, you're kind of saying mm -hmm. like his government or people in his government were involved. But the kill chain implies that Obama personally authorized yep. 542 drone strikes that killed an estimated 3,797 people in what we now understand to be not an act of war or anything, but a series of assassinations. Is that correct? Yep. Yes, okay. he signed. He signed off on the, on the death of you know almost six hundred people, and then as a result, almost four thousand people died. Yeah. So carry on. Yeah, I mean, just think about that. Somebody walks up to you. Uh, should I had the, the Freddie Hampton thing back here? That would have been almost appropriate, right? Hmm. You know, I had a little 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 target, little picture of this little fucking Jack in a Box guy right here, and say, "Hey, hey, Mister Prez, what do you think? You think you want to whack this guy?" And they say, "Yeah, go kill him." And he did that, you know, almost 600 times. Wow. I mean, after well, he did one, after he did one. I was going to say that to the first one is probably like, I don't know about this. Yeah. yeah. How would and you be like, okay with that? He's like, yes, yep, yep, yep. Like going through, yep, yep, yep. yep. No, not yeah. that guy. Yep, 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 yep. He looks like, like Jerry Seinfeld. Do not kill him. So, <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that, what was the threshold? You know, what wouldn't it be signed? Obviously, he wasn't caring about. You I know, guess he's, at some point he's relying on intelligence services to tell him these things, you know? Oh, it's just fucking terrible. Mm. Uh, bloody hell. Just lost my spot here. Sorry, that's me. I did that. That's okay. No, no, no. It's good. Okay. Uh, speaking about these assassinations, whereas the White House so often referred to them as targeted killings, Daniel uh, is anonymously quoted in the article saying, it requires an enormous amount of faith in technology that you're Thank using. Uh, there are countless incidents where I have come across intelligence that was faulty. That's another right. catchphrase. Yep. Instances During, where the intelligence was faulty. During this time, more than 90% of those killed by U.S. airstrikes were not intended targets. Okay. AKA, AKA civilians, right? The enemies killed in action. You were talking yep. about above, right? But yep. now the enemies killed in action. Not civilians the anymore. Enemies can build, yeah. Enemies, uh. right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Another uh, another newspeak term uh, was assigned uh, to the murdered civilians yeah. was enemies killed in action. Yes. Sorry, I jumped ahead there. That's my fault. That's okay. It's all good. Uh, in the drone papers, Daniel shared uh, why he chose to take the risk to speak out about these things. Uh, this outrageous expl uh, explosion of watch list uh -huh, of monitoring people and rake, uh, raking, uh, raking, racking, racking and stacking them on lists. Okay, that makes more sense. Assigning them numbers and assigning them baseball cards, assigning them death sentences without notice on a worldwide battlefield. It, it, it was, from the very first instance, wrong. Yeah. Well, imagine if you heard something like that about George Bush, that they were putting terrorists right. on baseball cards and think, you'd, you'd say, oh, typical Bush. Like they exactly. Had to, they had to exactly. And he was a murderous bastard. Yeah. 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 But I'm not going to hear anything bad about Obama, so I hope we're done with that now. Yeah, exactly. What's okay, fun? good. So, and Bush Back was a piece of hail. shit, too. Bush was a piece of shit, too. I've yet to live through a president. No, no, I agree with that. I'm just saying so, leave Obama alone. Yeah, right. He's right. done nothing wrong apart from ah. the 10 things and everything else he said, okay? 
Apart from all those things, he's fine. Uh, in 2019, the U.S. Department of Justice indicted Daniel on four counts of violating the Espionage Act and one count of theft of government property. Okay. Uh, we spoke about the Espionage Act before in our episode on the Palmer Raids. We did. Uh, for those that missed it, go watch it now. Uh, but also, uh, here, here's a yeah, here's a quick uh, refresher on it. The Espionage Act was passed during World War One and used to criminalize uh, opposition to the war. It was primarily used against uh, radical leftists, anarchists, and folks in labor movements. So you know, yeah. Uh, the Obama administration normalized the practice of indicting journalists' sources under the Espionage Act. Obama's uh, Justice Department chose uh, to bring forth an unprecedented number of Espionage Act indictments. By the end of his administration, Obama had indicted more whistleblowers under the Espionage Act than all previous administrations combined. Okay. That's fucking something, right? Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Trump picked up the Ooh. baton <laughs> from Obama, right? Escalating hey. the use of the Espionage Act. Uh, it's seeking longer and harsher sentences. Uh, it was actually Trump's DOJ that indicted Daniel, and not Obama. Yeah, so there we we know also now that there was a back and forth between uh, uh, Obama's DOJ and the White House about him, and because okay. Obama actually was starting to get some backlash. Oh no, uh, for, being, for not just Daniel Hale, but just well, being a piece of shit, don't... being it being a shit to you know journalists, okay. whistleblowers, all this stuff was coming out. Uh, I, th I think my alert system just went off. There must be a drone in the sky. Anyways, so otherwise known, as my, otherwise known as my dishwasher. Anyways, oh. uh, yeah. But because of that, they were like, eh, we've, we've kind of fucked with another pe enough people right now. Let's let's try to, you know, maintain the legacy, you know, much of which Obama's been trying to do since, right? Yeah. So they decided not to pursue Daniel. Well, Obama's Trump a cruel guy. He's the cool Yeah. Person. Yeah. Trump, on the other hand, basically came in with a giant heart on for you know people and mm. basically you know Jeff Sessions go go fuck people up and here we are right so uh, so yeah so Trump's Trump's America or DOJ right yeah. went after Daniel uh, Daniel's attorney files motions uh, to dismiss the case against him arguing that Daniel was being uh, selectively prosecuted. Citing efforts made by officials in DC to, uh, to leak information constantly to the press concerning the same drone programs. The only difference was Daniel was providing information that provided their narrative of safe and effective strike program is utter bullshit. Yeah, 90% is what you said, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Dan Daniel's attorney. Yep. Daniel's attorneys also argued that uh, this case uh, was a violation of the First Amendment. Uh, they claimed that the core of the government's uh, case against Daniel was linked to his efforts to assist journalists in news gathering. They also cited that the contemporary interpretation of the First Amendment's press freedoms uh, would not be complicit with the arcane language of the Espionage Act. The defense reasoned that at, uh, as the case uh, predated the government's widespread use of the Espionage Act to use uh, strife uh, news gathering, Sorry, stifle news gathering. Uh, that's the situation had changed. Uh, they also argued that the record showed that Congress never intended the act to be criminalized, uh, giving 
information to the, to the public. Hale's defense uh, was supported in a motion uh, by a brief filed by the Reporters Commu uh, Committee for Freedom of Press. I was actually surprised by that, but happy about Why? that. Uh, just because, you know, you don't see a lot of that same kind of support for other whistleblowers. Just saying. Um, the judge denied uh, uh, his request for dismissal. Shock, right? Yeah. Uh, now the prosecution had their own pre-trial motions. They moved uh, to have the defense barred from mentioning the good motives of the defendant. Prosecutors argued that government officials routinely leaked information. The government even sought to bar the defense from arguing that an alternative alternative uh, perpetrator committed the charged crimes absent uh, some not speculative, uh, speculative evidence of the individual's connection and to particular reporter and knowledge or access of documents at use. Imagine if somebody issue. was accused of a murder uh, and the judge ruled that their, that their defense attorney was not allowed to ask him why he did the murder. Right. I mean, even if it's bullshit, he should be allowed to ask the question. Yeah. Ah. And it, that's happened a few times, too, which is fucked up. Mm. Uh, they argued that whether the information was improperly classified was irrelevant as the Espionage Act prosecution did not require information to be properly classified, just classified. Well, no, that's, <laughs> definite, that's just, what would you call that? That's just Bull being authentic. Yeah. 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 They know they're uh, they know that they're leverage at that stage they know that they're abusing the espionage act <laughs> they're willing exactly to yeah yeah uh, classification which postdates the espionage act is supposed to be, to be uh, supposed to be used to protect legitimate secrets not conceal information that cast the government in negative light over classification classifying information that should not be kept from the public has become the go-to of the executive branch mm. yeah uh, now, despite all of this, Daniel was truly in the lion's head covered in chocolate frosting. <laughs> uh, frosting. <laughs> this, this is because uh, this is because, uh, in you know, putting it simply, a whistleblower indicted under the Espionage Act, Espionage Act has virtually little, little, uh, sorry, virtually zero chance at a fair defense. Whistleblowers are gagged from explaining their actions. Defense attorneys are barred from uttering the words whistleblower or First Amendment with an earshot of the jury. Since all matters uh, for sustaining a conviction is that a defense gave classified information to someone not entitled to receive them, all the jury is allowed to hear. My God, imagine ruling that you're not allowed to mention the Constitution. Right? It's That's fucking insane. insane. Yeah. Do not mention the First Amendment. You're not allowed. Yeah. yeah. If you mention it, we'll just fire all those guys and bring in a new jury. Yeah. I mean, how do you get around? I mean, sure, I'm sure there's ways you kind of throw something out there to point them in that direction but different language maybe yeah like uh, if there was only yeah, if there was if there's only 10 things that would protect my my clients rights to uh. do what he just did we're all aware of the second <laughs> amendment right <laughs> yeah. something what came before that <laughs> uh data had no choice but to do what most whistleblowers do Let's go to jail uh indicted under the espionage test he pled uh guilty a week before the trial uh, had begun, pleading to one count of unlawful retention and transmission of national defense information. Uh, Daniel was released on his own recognizance pending trial, uh, sorry, pending sentencing. Uh, one day later, though, his court-appointed therapist expressed concerns about uh, Daniel's mental health. Uh, 
putting uh, him in violation of the terms of his supervised release. He was summoned to the probation how have, uh, how office. Can you, how can you have a terms of a supervised release? How can one of your terms be, by the way, don't develop a mental health issue? I don't know. I mean, other like than it's... somebody don't break your leg. That would appear to be I, outside of your control, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, maybe, maybe the spirit of the law or the, the terms are, you know, if you put somebody out on ROR and they're starting to act a little crazy and you think they might, like, you know, take it out on somebody, no, you know what I mean? Maybe that's why. Depressed. Right. But apparently they didn't, you know, do any sort of nuanced look at this, right? They were okay. just like, that violation, yeah, red card, he's out. Um, so, yeah, uh, he was summoned to the probation office uh, uh, where he was taken into custody and placed in solitary confinement. Solitary confinement, that well-known cure for all mental health conditions, solitary right? confinement. Right. A practice that is considered uh, inhumane. Uh, despite being held uh, due to mental health concerns, a facility, uh, facility uh, where Daniel was held did not have any counseling services. Sounds like torture. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, the lead prosecutor uh, facing Daniel was Gordon Kronberg. Uh, Kronberg uh, has his own problematic past. Uh, he has caught some blowback for making questionable remarks about uh, Muslim Americans. Refer to the occupation, or sorry, the occupied Palestine Western Banks as Judea and Samaria. Uh, it is clear from the onset that, that this Bloody piece of Muslims. shit. What's that? Bloody Muslims. Yeah. Uh, it's clear from the onset that this piece of shit, encased in a three piece suit representing the federal government, wanted to make an example out of Daniel. He pushed for what would, uh, would have been the longest uh, sentence ever given for disclosing information to the media by a civilian. Nine fucking years. Before sentencing, Daniel uh, began uh, begins his 11-page letter to Judge Leo. He was allowed to write. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right? Such privilege. Leo McGrady. Sorry. This quotation. Leo McGrady. Yeah. Uh, he quoted from the U.S. Navy Admiral uh, Gene Lacroix. La Rock. Uh, Rock, yeah. Or as you would say, La Rock. Go. The rock. Can you cook with, with the rock? Is spell with the rocks? Yeah, why I messed that up? <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, we, <laughs> uh, we now kill people without ever seeing them. Now we push a button thousands of miles away. It's a great song by Roger Waters, by the way. Uh, since it's done uh, by your remote, range. yeah, oh, I love that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Uh, it's on Amused to Death, the album I'm Used to Death. Yeah, I love the. I love the one he did on the YouTube recently. I think I posted that or sent mm. that to you. I like that updated version of it. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, since it's done by remote control, there's no remorse. And then we come home and triumph. Mm. He went on the right. Uh, now a day goes by that I don't question the justification for my actions. I am grief stricken and ashamed of myself. I believe that it is wrong to kill, but it is especially wrong to kill the defenseless was necessary to dispel the lie that drone uh, that drone warfare keeps us safe that our lives are worth more than theirs daniel then went on to quote his ancestor nathan hale my only regret is that i have but one life to give my country whether here or in prison personally i think the best quote daniel had uh, of, of daniel that is I am here because I stole something that was never mine to take. Precious human life. 
I couldn't keep living in a world uh, in a world in which people pretend that things weren't happening that were. Please, Your Honor, forgive me for taking papers instead of human life. Hmm. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, on July 27th, uh, 2021, citing the need to deter others from disclosing government secrets, U.S. District Judge Liam McGrady sentenced Hale to 45 months in prison for violating the Espionage Act of 1917. Uh, you are not uh, you're not being prosecuted for speaking out about the drone program killing innocent people. You could have been a whistleblower without taking any of these documents. Okay. So Daniel was sentenced to 45 months in prison. In August 2021, he received the Sam Adams Award for Integrity and in Intelligence. Felt like okay, my copy left out what the rest of that said. Uh, it says my script that you gave me yesterday says uh -huh. in August 2021 he received the Sam Adams Award for Integrity Intelligence, eponymously named for a Vietnam War era whistleblower for performing a vital public service at a great personal okay. cost, imprisonment for truth telling. Thank you. I don't know what happened to the rest of it. Sorry. Thank you, Barry. Uh, later that month, U.S. Representative Ilya Omar wrote uh, to President Biden requesting a full pardon and commuting. Uh, of sentence for Daniel. Biden refused to do so. He is scheduled to uh, release from a Marion United States Pen Penitentiary in Illinois on the 5th of July, 2024. He's in jail right now. Yep, he's still in jail. And right. that's the story of uh, Daniel fucking Hale. Which Bummer is not over yet. When he gets out, you think he's going to shut up? I hope not. Well, I think he's going to keep talking. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, more. Too. Any more Daniel Hales? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, is that all we have on Daniel Hale? Yep. Then I guess we are ready for what's the news? The what? The news. What's the news? What's new? Sorry, what's new? Right? Okay. He repeated. That's just my my favorite. <laughs> In this part of the show, just before every podcast, I put CIA into Google and hit the news tab, and Seamus puts FBI into Google and hits the news tab. And we then pick two or three stories we think might be interesting or funny. And we have not told each other what these... Actually, uh, did we... No, we didn't. We didn't tell each other. No, no. we didn't share at all. No, we have not told each other what at these all. stories are, so we're hearing them for the first time, just like you. Okay, Seamus, give me your FBI stories. All right. So, uh, we touched on this story once before, but now it's official. The FBI is being sued for allegedly losing hundreds of thousands of rare coins during a raid. Coins during a raid. Yep. Give me they detail. Lost them. Oh, you want details? Just the first paragraph of it. If you have it there, do you have it there, or is it just the? I get. I get. I get it. Uh, Jenna Part. Oh, you son of a bitch! It's behind. It's behind. It's behind a paywall. God damn. No, it's, fine. it's okay. Yeah, Jenna Parsons says the FBI may have stolen two thousand dollars from her safety deposit box. Uh, they took it or lost it, is her quote. So how do you lose two thousand dollars? Yeah. Okay, so this is actually a different story than I had uh, okay. touched on before. Um so yeah, that's that story. Cool, cool. Sorry. meet the Hollywood extra who stormed the Capitol ended up on the FBI watch list. Uh, that's not his. Uh oh shit, I passed that one. 
Former FBI official pleads guilty to concealing foreign payments. That's a shock. Concealing what payments? Foreign payments. Foreign. Yeah, he was a former spy hunter admitted to hiding payments uh, in overseas dealings. Oh, dear. Boy, that sounds like uh, fucking uh, Robert Hansen, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure everything's on the up and up there. Of course. Uh, oh, so the GOP is looking to defund the FBI. The was FBI. Gonna... Uh huh. I think they'd like those guys, right? They're supposed to be law and order, aren't they? Always on the law and order side, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh. So there's a shady ex-FBI agent, John Zip Connolly. Uh. Apparently, is going to what? Medical parole is in jeopardy. He's trying to get out of prison. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's really about it. Uh, okay yeah everything right. else is not as not as interesting i would say here are my c uh cia links uh the first one is a twofer it's two stories about the same thing um some time apart one is a panel finds torture made a 9-11 defendant psychotic a judge will rule whether he can stand trial and then the next one is 9-11 defendant mentally unfit to stand trial after CIA torture judge rules. Mm. The man suspected mm. of plotting 9-11 will not stand trial as, tor as torture in CIA custody has left him delusional and psychotic, a judge rules. Uh, Ramzi bin al-Sheib is one of five men who were due to be jointly prosecuted for their alleged roles in the U.S. attacks on the 11th of September 2001. However, has been deemed ineligible for a death penalty trial uh, because CIA drove him mad, basically. Shocking. Another one is the animal farm adaptation that was funded by the CIA. Uh, there's nothing oh. quite like sitting down on a Saturday night and blah de blah. Uh, one thing you know you're getting with such filmmakers is an untainted vision, uncompromised by outside pressures from social groups, politicians, and the CIA, right? Skippity, skippity, skippity. Um, and it's the 19... Uh, which one is it? 1954 movie was uh, funded by the CIA. No shit. Hmm. Was it straight up animal farm or was it like pretending It's a cartoon, I think. Yep. Yes, the oh. cartoon. You've probably seen it. Okay. The cartoon I, I've not watched it, but I, I'm aware of it. Let's put it that way. Uh, That's wild. Um, and the other one is um, neither confirm nor deny. This is from the LA Times. Uh, neither confirm nor deny review. A nuclear sub is missing. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. The Argo meets raise the Titanic. Is this, is this a hunt for October all over again? <laughs> Something like that. The Argo meets raise the Titanic story of the expensive six-year-long classified endeavor known as Project Azorian is briskly recounted in the documentary Neither Confirm Nor Deny. Named for the classically winking and obfuscating CIA response to questions about its operations, the title is part of this history too, in that it became PR boilerplate for the agency as a direct result of the operation making its way into the headlines. When did this supposedly occur? 1975, I think. Okay, so maybe it was what the Los Angeles Times first reported on this in 1975. So yeah, so maybe it is what, yeah, so maybe that is what uh, that, uh, Tom Clancy kind of based on. Maybe, maybe, but it's a fun read if you want to check it out. It's just it's on the LA Times and it's called Neither Confirm Nor Deny Review. Well, we so just lost uh, links. just lost a jet. Did you hear about that? I did, and th because yeah. the jet was uh, programmed to fly under the radar, they couldn't find it. Yeah. That's yeah, brilliant. That's fucking great. Yep. That's fantastic. That's the good stuff yeah. right there. Yeah, multi-million dollar piece of military, you know. Did they find it eventually, or is it still up there? I, th I thought they found it. I, oh, okay. I might have misread it. Buried into the side of a mountain somewhere, hopefully. Uh, and, not, and not buried into the Eiffel Tower. Right. Mm. America! So you, you got anything else from the CIA? That's it, man. I just got three links. 
Okay. Hey, uh, before I should have threw this up here before. So that's Daniel before his sentencing. He's got a cat. I, yep, it's a cat. How do you he know does look like a veteran. He has yeah. a veteran chic look of the kind of very kind of gray green shirt open. Yeah. That's a very veteran look. Uh, so I'm going to include in the in the links. Uh, there's a just like uh, with uh, Leonard Peltier, there's a activist trying to help him. Oh, also okay. in, in the, the, that site, you'll find a lot of the sources that I use to compile this. Mm. I think I had that same couch in America. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. The cat's different though. The cat. The cat was different. Awesome. It definitely cat. had that haircut. I can see you. I think I've seen you <laughs> with that haircut. Probably, yeah. Oh, give no, it no, no, no. You'll see it again. Okay. All right. All right, yeah. folks. That's, that's, that's the show. Uh, but hey, I'm not telling you what to do about Daniel Hill. You can tell us all the fuck off we're wrong. Do so in the comments below. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye, everybody.